numbers are hard to get, believe it or not. But uh, look, <laughs> Kenny Osmond, longtime client, had his ups and downs. I understand not everybody in show business loved the guy. I loved him. He was a good guy. I love to see him. You know, here's a guy, Beaver. Uh, you had uh, uh, Mr. Cleaver. You know, Wally. Was a, was a, Wally. Wally's a good guy. Son of a bitch when it came to negotiating. I'll tell you, that kid was tough. <laughs> really? I will tell hey. you, I'll be real surprised if Eddie Haskell doesn't make the uh, make the in memoriam montage. Well, who do you fucking think got Ann H on Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> me. No one was looking for this woman. Ann H, it was me. Yeah. yeah. You know, people think she's a dingbat, but I got her on there. These fuckers, they didn't want to let her on. I'll tell you, show business is rough. She's a great gal, I'll tell you. Hold on, I got a call coming in. I can't talk with you right now, all right? Oh, it's Eric Estrada. Gotta go. Yeah. But I, uh, I, I could imagine. I mean, I really do hope. You're so I'm, versatile, I'm, Howard. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you want to hear from Ralph? He wants to talk to you. Sure. All right, and then we'll get back to real conversation. Yes, Ralphie, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Hey, now. Hey, first of all, uh, Jimmy, really good job with Millionaire. I, I watched all those with Nikki Glazer and Andy Cohen, and th th those were fun shows. You, you do a good job on Millionaire. You and sure I'd also like to say I enjoyed your show and, and the other late-night shows in general more over the pandemic because you do a few jokes, and then you get to the guest, and, and you talk to the guest. And call me crazy, but I like to hear the guest talk. And a lot of these shows... You know, you you waste a lot of time with all the bits and stuff. It's like really, it's like a big spectacle. That's a, what an insult! I waste, I mean, waste a lot of time. On those bits, Jimmy. I mean, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, can you knock off all the bits and Not all, all the that? Bits, but you, Come you on, Jimmy's bits are way. really good. When he yeah. does all those bits, like uh, the angry tweets, or he or he gets the montages yeah. of Trump, or he goes out on the street. Come on, are you fucking kidding? Yeah, that's good. Let's about my one, bits. Let's, Nobody cares let's about do my one bits. Of them, but <laughs> I, I care about so much bits. more interested in you and this Aaron Carter penis thing. Uh, was it Aaron <laughs> Carter? I, Dude, you should have been. Uh, you should have been. Did, did you get it on, on the Captain America one the other night? <laughs> you want no, to know the fact, trick, Jimmy? I was asking my wife what happened with that. I, I I missed out and I looked it up and I couldn't figure it out. But uh, Chris Evans, what did he accidentally reveal his penis? Chris Evans. <laughs> Actually, they, they, they were playing a game. I guess it was developed on the Ellen DeGeneres show where you hold your phone up to your head. Yes. And you, you're right. You know what I'm talking about? Right. So yeah, Chris Evans that. was thumbing through his phone and he had a cock, you know, a, a dick pic, they call it. And, uh -huh. uh, <laughs> and by the way, and Ralph, Ralph paid said, five dollars for it. Ralph was not <laughs> impressed. I, I understand Chris Wilding and Ralph were on the phone trying to hunt this thing yeah, down. Yeah. But Jimmy, Jimmy, here's the trick. You have to have Chris text you and alert you that there's something going on. And uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's uh, it, it was weird. I guess yeah, it was accidentally. But it's great Jimmy. because Chris Evans. Jimmy, Chris I don't Evans know what's going on with else. Ralph, but I'm talking to Chris Wilding this morning. Chris, come on for a second. I'm talking yeah. to Chris this morning. He says he was on the phone with Ralph last night texting dick pics, asshole pics, like giant ass. Of yourself, you know. Chris? Wow. No. No. This was Saturday, uh, Ralph. Yeah, Ralph, come on. Yeah, yeah Ralph's confused on the day. But that no, that did happen. Um, what happened? Some guy spent yeah, Saturday yeah. night? Yes. So what happened was I, we were. Did you watch Watchmen? What, what happens? Chris starts sending me pictures, and I laugh, and I, I don't know. 
He and finds then he it goes funny. On goes, oh, Ralph's Let Chris this. talk, Stop Ralph. Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Stop so, Chris. as I'm sure you know, Jimmy, because it's nominated for many Emmys, uh, Watchmen on HBO. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you remember there was a scene with a man, he had a, a giant penis. Yeah, of course, yeah. So I immediately, I see that and I pause it and I take a picture and I send it to Ralph. Mm-hmm. And I say, oh my God, did you see this guy's hog? It's huge. <laughs> and then Ralph will send something back to me, usually something from some guy's Twitter feed or something. And then we go back and forth with like dueling dick pics. Now, Ralph, why do you, why is this at hand for you? I don't understand this. I, I, I really, I, I don't know. Chris has an interpretation that is just like we joke around or something. And then Chris is kind of changes it up when he gets on the air. But okay, well, no, Ralph, that's not the case. Right. Well, what's the real? Like, like, I mean, you're busy. You're busy talking to me about Doctor Manhattan's huge cock, and I make a joke yeah. about it or something. I'm not sending pictures of his dick around. You are. Well, no. Uh, well, sure you did. Then you sent me a picture of his dick when it was blue. Because originally it was a guy who just had a black penis. So you sent me the no, picture when it was didn't. blue. And I then we didn't. started going through. Remember, Ralph, then all these guys were messaging me after the Aaron Carter segment. And we started going yes. through their Twitter feed. And one guy had a gaping yeah, yeah, you asshole. Did. You started going through their Twitter feed. And, yeah, and you went through it, too. You. you went through it, too. And you said, I oh, did you see this one? You said, oh, Jimmy, you what is happening? Uh, uh, Chris I, and I uh, Ralph. Chris Sounds like Ralph is coming out of the closet. I don't know. Ralph is trying to make me gay. No, yeah, Chris not. is trying to it turn sound him like into. It's going to be so hard. You're grooming me, <laughs> <laughs> Ralph. Hey, what Jimmy, is going on you, with all of this? All right, Jimmy, go ahead. You, Ask uh, your question to Jimmy, and let me get back yeah, to my conversation. Just, just real quick, and then we'll go. Uh, I also liked when you had people fill in. That was uh, that was fun. You never knew what you're going to get, and space me was too. really good. I, really I wanted to applaud. Yeah, I wanted to, to applaud people- you on that first, Jimmy, because oh. I think a lot of hosts are insecure and they don't like people fall, you know, filling in for them because they're afraid they're going to lose their job. Right. And, uh, you know, you were not insecure. You said, let them let let them have their I'm way. I'm just lazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I would be happy to let them fill in for me. If I could get paid and not have to, to work at all, that's my <laughs> ideal scenario. If I could do this awesome. all year round, that's that's what I want to do. You'd do yeah, wouldn't like it be Ralph. great if you said to ABC, hey, listen, I'm just going to, I'll supervise. Yeah, I'll keep my name on the show. It's the Jimmy Kimmel Show hosted by yeah. so-and-so, and I'll, and I'll line you up with some hosts and I'll give them some guidance. What a great Most gig that would be. celebrities probably won't even notice it's not me on the other end of the, of the, of the Zoom. <laughs> But wait, but in your you opinion, know, Jimmy, who did Howard, the best job? Yeah. Jimmy, who, in your opinion, did the best? Jo- Thank you, Ralph. I'm going to hang up on you because there's too many voices on here. And I, I'm trying Sorry. to talk to Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Chris. Um, who, in your opinion, was the best at filling in for you? Well, let's see. Let me think. Who is the best? Um, I think. I will say the best monologue I thought was given by a guy named Lil Rel Howery. You know Lil Rel? No. Rapper? He's an actor. No, he's an actor. Oh, um, okay. And uh, a funny guy, too. He's a, a comic actor, but he gave a very serious, not very serious, but um, an, I'd say an emotional monologue. And not, you know, most everybody was there and, and they did jokes and um and he was weird because the writers were getting frustrated because he didn't want to talk. He didn't want to go through jokes. He didn't want to go through anything. He's like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. And they just, they thought he was putting it off. But then he showed up and gave this great monologue. Look it up on, on YouTube. It, it, and it you was, say Lil, like, like a rapper, Lil, 
Little Rel. Lil, yes, Lil, yes. Lil. And what do you call him, yeah. Lil? Yeah, I call him Lil. Lil, do you <laughs> call these people personally <laughs> when they fill in for you, or does ABC handle all of that? Uh, no, ABC handles it. Yeah, well, the show, yeah, our booker's at the show. Right. You weren't nervous that, let's say, Lil Rel came in, and he was so good that ABC gave you the phone call, and they said, listen, Jimmy. We love you and everything. You're a great guy. We we love your show. You've been doing great for us for 17 years now. But Lil Rel was so fucking good. I would be perfectly happy with that. Uh, <laughs> You'd I'm, be fine. No, yes, it's fine. I'd have no if problem they said with that Jimmy, whatsoever. Jimmy, we we want Lil Rel to to yeah. do the show, and you can fill in for him when he doesn't want it. To <laughs> <laughs> You'd be happy with that. Uh, you know what Lil Rel's real name is? His real name? Yeah. Uh, no. Melton. Melton. Milton. Yeah, Melton. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Just a piece of trivia for oh. you. So Isn't Google you know, wonderful? Yeah. By the way, I was thinking of you. You know what I do a lot now? I look at old talk show appearances and look at great guests. Do you do that a lot? I do it. And uh, one of my favorite things of the past couple of months has been listening to you talk about the Lone Ranger. But yes, I do. do I do. And I love that. <laughs> Looking back and kind of reexamining this stuff. I do it all the time. Uh, people always send me clips. And I think I've like I've seen every Don Rickles appearance on on every show and not just like Carson, but like local like live at five and you know this this stuff but i love watching it i love watching and the outfits of johnny carson there was a period where johnny carson dressed like a straight out pimp i mean he had like the the, the open shirt and the big colorful scarf it, he it was it looked like a, when you you like click on the video you think he's doing a sketch or something in <laughs> fact he's not it all happened during the disco era like he yeah. started to stop wearing his tie. And it, it was one point where he started to wear dickies and turtlenecks and he wouldn't wear a tie, but it was very infrequent. And then he went back to the tie. I was watching um, Johnny with Richard Pryor just last uh -huh. night. And oh my God, Richard Pryor was the best talk show guest hands yes, down. He was. This motherfucker gets on there. Jimmy, you got to Google it. Watch this. It is crazy. Down. I hope it's the same one. I don't know how many times Richard Pryor was on The Tonight Show, but it was just a sit-down with Johnny, and it was around uh, Richard Pryor's 40th birthday or something. And Richard Pryor, in, like, he's not doing a monologue, but he's ultra-prepared. Like, Johnny's just feeding him a couple of lines. And he is talking about divorce, and Johnny's just loving it, talking about <laughs> women and, like, how he can't make it work with them. He was so <laughs> brutally honest but funny. It, and, you know, oh, he was the best. He was the best. And I'm sure Johnny was eating it up because that divorce stuff is just right in his right weird, up his alley. Know. Yes. <laughs> Johnny's first question right up, right up top goes. Uh, so how you doing with the alcohol and the drugs? And prior, you know, you, you're waiting for prior to walk off. And prior just first he looks at Ed, you know, because Ed's got his own problems. And he starts talking about, you know, drinking and drugs and, you know, and in such a real way, but a funny way. I, I, my breath was, I, I, it took away my breath. It was so brilliant, you know. And it's funny, like you mentioned Rickles. Sometimes I'll watch some of those Johnny, you know, Rickles appearances. And I loved every one of them, but. 
sometimes you see almost Rickles getting the flop sweat, like, cause he, he worked without a net and sometimes it was forced and it really wasn't going yeah. anywhere, you know, yeah. but it always was fun, but yeah. he could tank, he could tank big time on those shows. He really it, could. It would happen, but I think in a way that somehow makes it better because it, it, it takes you on like these wild swings from, oh, this is not going well. All of a sudden, like, oh my God, this is great. You know, there's everything now is, is kind of pasteurized. It's kind of things are just like kind of right down the middle. People are, are fearful to really get into stuff. And I think at one time, Johnny Carson's show was 90 minutes long. So you could really sit there and, and bullshit with the guests. You know, you really right. could could get into it and of course there was no competition so there was nothing else on so there was no um pressure to be uh quick and get to it and you know move through this and get to the commercials you know, they were just sitting there and smoking and talking yeah yeah it was so good like you know i told letterman um i don't know when it was i had a conversation with him and i said you know dave i spend a lot of time looking at old clips from your show and i loved and I started to tell him who I love and he gets so uptight about it. Uh, I say, I say, Dave, I'm telling you how much I enjoyed some of these old <laughs> interviews and he doesn't, he really genuinely doesn't want to hear about it. He doesn't want to know because he did an interview with Jerry Lewis. When Jerry Lewis would come on his show, I loved it so much because you're not sure if Dave hates Jerry Lewis or likes Jerry Lewis or right. thinks that, you know, Jerry's too old show business. But Jerry was so good with Dave. And you know who else was great? Desi Arnaz, Lucy's yeah. ex-husband. It was bizarre. <laughs> like, some of, you know, and so often, like, you can't, like, you know how competitive late night is. And depending on what guests you have, your ratings go up or down sometimes. Isn't it a shame, like, you can't just book some of those more interesting people sometimes? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we still do from time to time. And then, you know, uh, but it is different. There's no question about it. And um, also there's like kind of a mythology. I mean, just the fact that, you know, like when they said Desi Arnaz is, is available, they just as they had him on as a goof, I'm sure. They're, you know, they're probably, oh, this would be funny, maybe. We but they didn't Ricky treat him Ricardo. as a goof. In fact, they even had him get up and do a song. And he did like, yeah, you know, right. this night in Havana or something. And it, <laughs> right. I, I don't know, Pete. but it, you, yeah, yeah. What was, what was the one, Pete? Yeah. It, it was like, uh, it, but it, it was really, I, I wanted to watch 10 hours of it. You know? I love those shows, those late night shows, Letterman. If, you know, one of the weird things is when uh, the guest walks out on those old NBC shows, there's no music, you know, when they walk out because, I guess they couldn't afford to pay for the music clearance or something like that. So they just walk out in silence and it's so strange, but yeah. it really is more suited to the middle of the night. You know, the last thing you want to hear at one o'clock in the morning is a lot of noise, you know, and I just, I would be in a trance watching those shows. I, I love watching that stuff so much. And especially when he'd have these crazy people on like brother Theodore, oh, do you remember him? The best. Yeah. yeah. Brother Theodore was a great one. Harvey P. Carr, the crazy comic book writer. <laughs> um, you know, these, these nuts who would come on and just basically like kind of like rant at Dave. And Dave was so good just sitting back and letting them be crazy. And he really almost didn't have to say anything a lot of time because you could see. <laughs> no, I don't have to fucking work hard 
Uh, I mean, I feel that way about you when you're on my show. I know, like, if you're coming on, I don't have to sit there and try and pull something out of you. I just know you and I know how to talk to one another. Uh, so so wh- who are the people? I mean, I know you love uh, Tracy, Tracy Morgan. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. But who are the, give me the five-star top lineup if you could have, you know, a week where you had these people on. Okay. I know after this, I'm going to be kicking myself because I'm going to feel like I, I missed people. But um, right. I will say one of them who's not a comedian, but who I love having on the show and is endlessly entertaining to me is Charles Barkley. I would also put Shaquille O'Neal in that category. They're, they're, they're great. Um, David Spade, I think, is I think when we look back at the history of talk shows, David Spade will be like an all time top 10 talk show guest uh yes now let me stop you about that i gotta say i don't know what david spade did i don't know how it happened or what you know i've i've i talked to spade i'm friendly with him we text each other a couple of times a week i'm a huge admirer of david spade but something happened with this guy i don't know if he got possessed he upped his game he totally upped his game on talk shows he did, did something happened like when he's on Ellen DeGeneres he's at the top of his game comes on my show top of his game I've seen him on your show he's fantastic he has gone to a new level for him and I saw him do stand-up uh, not too long ago again a new level what what the fuck happened with this did something happened his rhythm is perfect for a talk show it's just perfect he shows up he will, you know, some people will really stick to their material and then some people haven't thought about any of it for even a minute. And he's the perfect combination of going with the flow and throwing in things that he knows are going to be funny when when it's time. And I think he pays, you know what, I think there's, I think you will certainly relate to this, both of you, but um, when you host a show every day, you have to pay attention to what's happening in your life. So you don't have the luxury of just sitting there and watching a TV show. You're making notes as you do it, and you're, it, it becomes material, and there's a discipline there. It's work. Everything becomes work because you're looking for things to talk about. Well, I think Spade does a great job of... Uh, as he goes throughout his life is, you know, he feel, you feel like he's got a million great stories. It's because he remembers them and develops them. Whereas most people just kind of go, Oh yeah, that was weird. And they just kind of go on with their day and, and maybe they're doing a talk show and they try to remember what has happened in their life. But to be that disciplined is, is the key. I think it's true because I once talked to Steve Martin about this. And uh, I was talking to him and I said, you know, you're a great talk show guest. You always come on. You're always funny. You're always prepared, blah, 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 blah. And uh, he said, yeah, he goes, it's a lot of fucking work. He didn't say fuck. He says, it's a lot of work and you don't get paid for it. And he's like, (laughs) I got to go get a job where I get paid. I can't keep being a guest on these talk shows. And he was so brilliant. He's so right. Because people don't realize how much prep. A guy like Spade probably does before he goes on these shows. Speaking of prep, Martin Short is the greatest. Uh, yes. Greatest stories. Always has great stuff to say. Wanda Sykes is always hilarious. Did you watch her stand-up comedy special? No, I should, huh? I think it was the best one of the year. It is, you will love it. It is so goddamn funny. It is just unbelievably funny. Will Arnett, Wanda, will Arnett is good? Right. Great. 
always. Um, uh, yeah, Jason Bateman, you know, is is always super funny. Um, He's a funny guy. You know who I think is a great talk show guest? Norm MacDonald. Like, well, Norm, yeah, Norm is completely I, insane, but yeah. I don't think everybody gets Norm MacDonald, but I think Norm MacDonald is one of the most entertaining talk show guests ever. Letterman loved uh, Norm MacDonald. I, I, you know, I, he's another one of those guys that, I don't know, it's just he's he, he's quirky and funny. And, yeah, he's interesting, you know. Um, it's It's one thing to be funny, and it's another thing to be interesting. Dave Chappelle obviously is is a great yeah. um is great at everything. Um I'm just trying to uh, think of some of the you know I haven't done the show for a while so I I can hardly <laughs> remember. You've no no that's a good forgotten. list. Brian Cranston is a great talk show yes. guest. Um yes. Yeah, there's some people who are just really good at it and um some of them don't even work at it and they're really good at it. It's uh it's it's interesting. I guess it's like kind of the same thing that makes you a great dinner guest. Well, here's the other thing, and we have to admit this. Donald Trump is a great talk show guest. Sure, yeah. That's, and I, that's I mean, what he should have stuck with. <laughs> yeah, no, no, listen, I'm so mad at him for running for president because <laughs> Me too. I, I want him back. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the country is. But I, I miss him as a guest. That was uh, yeah. fun. I used to have fun with him. You know, it was, it was the, the, the president. Yeah, that thing was is, when you uh, could have fun with him. That's right. It's an enigma <laughs> to me. Um, anyway, listen, Jimmy Kimmel, you got to love this guy. Am I right or wrong? He, he's going to really? go out on a tightrope, Howard, and try right. to do the Emmys virtually with yeah. 10 million Wi Fi connections, different <laughs> levels. <laughs> Everything. You're not filling me with confidence, Robin. <laughs> I know it's early there, and I don't want to keep you for 17 hours, but uh, what happened with this? Uh, I kept reading about there was going to be a Fast Times at Ridgemont High table read. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, and the table read was to, I guess, raise money for charity. And yeah, it, had it was some Sean pretty, Penn's charity, yeah. And it had some I think pretty... maybe he- that's supposed to be tomorrow. Um, I wish I had the information, but I think that comes out tomorrow. Did you do this Fast Times at Ridgemont High uh, table read? We did, yeah. We did do and, it. And we had some technical We had some technical difficulties that make me worried <laughs> about the Emmys. Um uh yeah, we had some we had some serious technical difficulties. Oh dear. <laughs> How did it work? In other words, I saw like Jennifer Aniston was involved and uh, Julia Pitt. Roberts and Brad Pitt and uh, I mean it was a quite a stellar group of people. It was pretty simple as far as the um the reading of the script when it's just um just the technology was not um not happening for us and um and it it, it we lost uh, you know it, we just kept losing signal and uh so it was it was uh, it was not it was not as freewheeling as as we were hoping it would be i would like to see this because i don't know who played phoebe cates but i do they get naked I during did. the you did oh well there you <laughs> yes. go it, it's just uh crazy so jimmy you know, yes. we have so much to always talk about. In fact, I, I even had a whole Wendy package for you because oh, I know you, you know, love Wendy. Wendy. I'm I fascinated a- with Gary peeing on his feet. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, there's a lot. What happened to the news, by the way? Why is there no news on this show well, anymore? Well, like, like everything else, doing a show from your basement is a little rough for me. Yeah. Not for Rob. Yeah, you don't get news down there? The equipment and everything yeah, that we usually would rely a, on for that. What equipment? But, Go on to CNN and you got it. 
No, 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 no. But but what it is 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 that honestly, uh, I burn out. Not Robin. I burn uh-huh. out, and I do the show, and I go into a fucking coma. So we we had to make some certain. Uh, you know, wow. changes in the show, as you have, as everyone has. But will um, the news return when the show goes back to normal? Yes, yes, of course. But but here's the real news: stay home. That's what Robin <laughs> is trying to tell you. There's no news. That's all that I have to say. Anyway, this one got yeah. COVID, and that one got COVID. Stay home and wear a mask. Yeah, yeah I mean, what's wrong? Okay, with another you? thing. I'll, I'll another bone I have to pick with you guys. Good. Listen, Ronnie gave me a sex tip. Like I don't know, like a year ago. Okay, yeah, and I didn't I didn't understand it. I tried to figure it out. And then we had another conversation about it on the air. And you promised me that I would get a diagram of some kind. Uh, And I still I've yet to have this diagram. And now I don't know what to do sex wise. I I don't know where to go. (laughs) No, you know, I know you're not joking. I know you're not joking. because Jimmy actually called me about this. He said, you know, I really I took Molly and tried to do Ronnie's (laughs) sex tip. And I got confused. I didn't know what the fuck he was talking (laughs) about. I was trying. I'm like, I think he had. No, it was like we were trying to assemble a toy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I don't know why, but I feel bad for Molly that she has to, you know, put up with you and your sex. Yeah, I really do. How often are you having sex with Molly? Is it like going down a lot or I mean, or is it just like every once in a blue moon? Well, no, neither of those things. It's somewhere between those those um lot and a, a once in a blue moon. But if I were to be if I could get my hands on this diagram and I don't understand what's so difficult about asking Ronnie to draw it out for me. Ronnie, will you draw this for me? Yeah, hey Ronnie. What's Jimmy up, called me. J- Jimmy called me. He was mid bang. He was actually inside of Molly, and he goes, "Can you <laughs> no, help I me won't. out here? I don't know." Why did he call, call you? What we do next? Why did he call, call, call you? you. He should have called me. I That's need what I number, said. Ronnie, All right. Ronnie yeah. do you remember the sex tip you you gave me the last time? I think not the last time I was on the show, but the time before that. There was a sex tip. It was very complicated. Or maybe I was just listening and you were describing it. I don't recall. But it was complicated. And I would love a not a, a diagram, a drawing of how to do it because I can't figure it out. And I, I want to try it. Um, and I was also thinking, wouldn't it be lovely if there was a like Ronnie's sex tip coloring book, like a with various <laughs> drawings of the different sexual positions and then people could have it and they could refer to it and then even color it in at home well first of all ronnie can't even draw a clock i try to get him to draw one on uh, the air and he had a problem he with could that, stop but... one though that's for sure <laughs> but sure somebody could do stop. the illustrations for ronnie right somebody yeah, could right. handle that i'm sure but so do you remember which Jimmy? One, yeah which go one ahead, is Ron. he talking about which one are you talking about? Gosh, Howard, you seemed to understand it, and you said you were going to explain it to me, but it was like just kind of the position of uh, it was a, a body position thing, and um, hmm. well, I don't remember. Well, what what was the what was the act that was going to be done? I mean, just it give was, me some kind of idea. It know. was straight sex, but the way your you were your body was positioned was a revelation to you. You said, and you were explaining it. But I could not figure out. I, I, I could. I would tell you, but I don't understand. I don't remember. I don't understand. I didn't understand enough about it to even recount it. But I'm wondering, like, is there was, there was it a the, way? Was like, it, was it the one? Was, was it the one where you you put your iPhone in Molly's vagina? No, 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 no. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> uh, 
It was weird. Wasn't it a weird 69 position, Jimmy? I think it was a weird sex position. And and somehow Stephanie was next to him. Yes, Robin. Yeah. And I can't remember much beyond that. But I know we all had trouble visualizing it that day. Yes. Yes. Okay. So is it the one where I'm laying on my back and she is next to me and she's got her legs open across my chest yes yeah yeah all right all right here we go okay that was a flying cunt all right so i'm i'm laying flat on my back okay Okay. with my dick my dick is hard standing straight up in the air or whatever wonderful wonderful hang on i need to vomit let me just slow up all right and she's laying down on her she's on her back but got a head to the side towards my dick. Okay? You got that? No, I don't, though. I, so is I, she so... upside down? She's not at your head. Her head is down by your, what, knees, feet? Right. Her legs, her legs. Hold and on. Her hold push. on. Hold on. Jimmy, I see you writing notes. What, how I'm far trying did to you draw write? it. What? Oh, I see you. Start <laughs> again, Ronnie. Her... Go ahead. Okay. I'm on my back. Uh-huh. Hard. hard. Yes, she's hard. Lay, she's laying kind of sideways but mostly straight her legs on my chest one leg is across my chest the other one is the other side of the bed say spread open so her pussy is in my face practically okay okay it's not it's not up that far i could see everything i could see what's going on there with her you know i'm looking straight at it but i can't like i couldn't get my mouth to it if i wanted to Okay. Do you seem pussy and asshole? Uh, no, no. Oh, just seeing right. pussy. Where's her butt? Is it on your chest now at this point? No, no. It's like right next to me. Oh, like 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 halfway up my chest, but not on me. So she's laying next to you, right? And she's okay. got her leg is across me. Can I say something, though? Uh, Molly just texted me. She's packing the kids back into the RV right now. (laughs) By the way, Jimmy is not the only one taking notes right now. The FBI is, too, and they will be in touch with everybody. By the way, Ronnie Puppet, can you explain to Jimmy? Yeah, go ahead. Also, the dildo is in your ass, Jimmy. That's very, very important. Her pussy, her pussy is like a catcher's mask, you know. No, there was so, pre- no so pretend you're like Yogi Berra, and her puss juice is squirting up your nose. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, are you telling me Molly would be prob- possibly up for this if uh, if Ronnie could explain it? Because I still don't follow. Yes. He's hard. He's laying flat on his back. Well, he, he hasn't he, finished yet, though. Yeah, let me finish. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Give me a chance. Yes, please. Yeah. Right. So I'm now good. she's next she's next to me. Yeah. Her, let's see. So she's facing the wall. I'm facing the other wall. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't right. help. No, no. <laughs> straight. We're straight straight on the bed. I'm laying straight on the bed like normal. Could I get my, the architectural plans from you? <laughs> on, on my back. Oh, yeah, you gotta okay. erect some walls, Jimmy. She, who's she the, who's the target audience for this sex tip? Te- te- I mean, are uh, and toe. All right. Her her, her left Let's see. It would be her left leg is across my chest. Okay. Okay. Her right leg is spread open on the other side, towards the other side of the bed. Okay. She's straddling okay. you. So, no, not she's quite. not. Backwards. No. 
Only one no. leg is straddling me. That's it. All right. Uh, and, you know who you sound like? Bill Belichick when he's explaining to the team how to win. It's like X's and O's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, forget me. It's so easy. And okay. so now she's she lays her head by my dick. Uh-huh. Okay. okay? That's right. how close she is to me. Okay. But she's not laying on me except for that one leg okay. across me. Okay? Across Great. my chest. Mm-hmm. Okay. She yeah. takes out. She takes out a little vibrator, okay, or her hand, either one, however you want to do it. Gotcha. And she starts playing with herself with the vibrator or her hand. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, she's got her mouth on my dick, and we're mm. both we're both enjoying what's going on. Will you do yeah. this on the Emmys? Would you be willing to demonstrate <laughs> he, this? He'll appear yeah, on the sure. Emmys. Yeah, no uh, problem. Would you yeah. pre- do this and present outstanding um, supporting actress in a limited series? <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, it'd be so good. Yeah. You know what? The ratings would be insane. Uh, it'd be I would, so it's like that. if you had control of his computer and you could put it on anytime you wanted. Ronnie so Puppet, this is she's, yeah. she's flopped over you, blowing you, and yeah. um, masturbating yeah. you, and you're not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> she's masturbating yeah. herself. She's masturbating like herself. A, right. Yeah. It's like and, a it's like a creepy you. twister. Right. right. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a like, it's I, like got, a, I got one I got one hand where like you know I'm playing around near her pussy and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, you didn't mention that. She, now she, I got to yeah. change the drawing. She, she's getting, but she's <laughs> getting more into. Her vibrator working on her, getting her all turned on with that. Right. And the more she gets turned on, the more grip she's got on my dick. And let me say something here, too. (laughs) With your right hand, you play with a pussy, but with your left, you eat a sandwich at the same (laughs) time. And she gets all. You could could do that if you wanted to. Yeah. I could sit there with with a cocktail, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And like your left Thank ball you, is in her eardrum. Do you, ha- right. do you have it now? You got I, it? I think I have it. Yeah, um, yeah okay. I think I have it. But I do still think a coloring book would be a great addition to any home. Well, you I don't know. It sounds it. very try complicated. It, let me know, dude. It's like a Cirque du Soleil for creeps. <laughs> it's uh, like Ronnie. my horny hopscotch. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Ronnie, yeah. thank you for that. Jimmy, did you uh, draw yeah, a picture? You, Ronnie. Let's no, see no, what the what? diagram looks like that you drew. Um, yeah, well, I drew a very, uh, very, very rough um, uh, thing, but um, I'm going to flesh it out. You know, I just wanted to get the position as we went. Oh there. my goodness! Work is Molly, try, is Molly adventurous it, enough like to do something like yeah. that? I mean, is that is is that really a reality? I can't imagine Molly saying, "Okay, let's try Ronnie's sex tip." Yeah, she'd do that. That's yeah, yeah. No, we, you know, as I've I've I've, I've told you, we've done Ronnie's uh, sex tips before, and uh, they're good. Uh, Let me really, ask you something. Wait. Does she already have all of the stuff she needs? Like she has a vibrator to for this position well, and all that? Mine. She, she can, can use, use mine. She chooses your vibrator. <laughs> How about the dildo? All right. Thanks, guys. Very good, yeah. uh, Ronnie. Next time I'll tell you about the French duel. It's a great position. <laughs> the flying right, buttress. Very nice. Even use the puppets to 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 you know illustrate this stuff. I mean, it's important. Well, that was exciting, huh? Whenever you talk to Ronnie, <laughs> it is so great.
isn't it? I like what he told me a couple of different times how hard his dick was when that had nothing to do with the position at right, all. I right. mean, like, he had to sure make sure to you knew. Dick. Yes, it was and straight you know. up, Jimmy. And you, you know, know what I'm going uh, to yeah. add. I'm going to draw this up, and I'm going to add Gary peeing on his feet. <laughs> you want a quick update on that? I'll give it to you, Gary. What's going on with you peeing on your own feet to get rid of your foot fungus? Well, I don't know if you if I mentioned to you last time we spoke, I have a I have a, a, a basically a piss jug, right? That I had to have for a different reason. Um, do you care about the reason why I had a piss jug? No, it had to do with my it had to do with, my, with it had to do with some other stuff, and uh, so I had this jug that's filled with urine. So I should have thrown it out. But it came in handy for this. So now I keep it in the bathroom. And what I do is I go into the shower every morning. I put my two toes right over the little, the little grate, the little holes. And I, I douse them in urine. It's like a little gas can. And then I, I, um, I have Alexa. Uh, I set the alarm for 60 seconds and I stay there in the shower, wait 60 seconds. And then I turn the shower on. And that's okay. been going on for seven days and nothing has happened. Alexa's like, what the fuck are you doing? Poor Alexa. <laughs> Jimmy, I got to let you in on a secret. I decided, yes. what? how could I get Gary to pee on his own feet? <laughs> so I, I pretended I was a caller into the show, and I actually uh, convinced him that he'd get rid of his foot fungus by peeing on his own feet. And now he's doing it every single day. It's unbelievable. This has been months now he's peeing. Yeah. It ain't working. So There's a lot of great stuff going on. And truly moving to Alabama. I mean, this is there's so much happening. It's really like you feel like nothing's happening during the virus, but yet everything is happening. Are you finding that with the people who work with you? Are people moving away? And uh, No, no one out? has moved. No one in my organization has moved. It's because... unbelievable. Everyone in my organization <laughs> is pretending like this is never going to be over. I don't understand Shirley's game plan moving to Alabama. But uh, look, I mean, I guess this is what people are doing. What do you think of Shirley moving to Alabama? I don't understand how it's going to work practically. I mean, uh, d d doesn't he need to be at the show in the office? Or are his duties mostly confined to chasing whackbackers around? Well, I guess what, what the the issue is, is that we're not in our offices. Everybody's working from home, right. unlike your show. But, so I guess his right, plan to is... Make a move, to actually move your family is kind of a permanent thing, unless you're like, well, no, we're just staying there for a while and we're going to move back. But that's a hell of a commute. Well, it's clear that I think Shuli is saying... Look, while the COVID is happening, I'm going to work from Alabama. It doesn't really affect anything. It's the same as if I was in, you know, Queens. Right. But sure. the day we go back, if Shuley's going to live in Alabama, it's going to be the day we have to say goodbye to Shuley because uh, he can't be in Alabama. We, you know, he's got to be Under with us. Under this logic, Howard, he would have to then move again. That's he would true. have to say, now the show's going back to New York. I have to move. All right, to answer Jimmy's question about Shuli is Shuli. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. Hi, Shuli. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that music. It really, it, it came down to uh, an issue of just my family and I not being in a safe area for my kids. And, right. Uh, and I know it's out of the way and it's a far commute, but my main <laughs> concern was was uh my family and so that's what i put we first. didn't ask you that no, question we, we asked you how yeah, are yeah. you going to commute to work when you we go back to the studio 
Well, when we go back to the studio, we'll figure that out. You know, I, I don't know. I don't have that answer right now. Neither do you. <laughs> Neither does Howard. But nobody's going back right now. Right? Right. Well, well I mean, that's true. When you guys but... come back in the city, I'll come back in the city. So, no, well, no that, it doesn't necessarily work that way. I might never come back to the city, but the staff will. Okay, well, when we get to that point, we'll figure it out. Uh, right yeah. now, but my main concern is, is my family. Why wouldn't you have that figured out before you move? No, I have it figured out, Robin. I, what you're not understanding is I put my family safety first and the job. <laughs> Julie, you, know, you get so defensive about this. It's I know. just really, we're just asking. Well, I mean, in all fairness, guys, like you, you're not living where I was living. You're not in the position that I was in. So, you know, I, for you guys to sit here and go, oh, this was a dumb move. Maybe you so, don't know. But, but right. you moved a thousand miles away. I mean, there are probably <laughs> places like maybe 40 miles away. Or, or You mean like you know, New Jersey or Westchester? Or, right. Or, we all found places pretty right. close that were safe. Well, this is the place that I found. My family's happy. I'm happy. That's all I care about. You know, we'll figure out the rest when it comes. Very that big. was my main concern. Who is this we you're talking about? My family, Robin. Oh, Wife, okay. kids. His family. Yeah. Eric, I thought he uh, meant we underdog. had to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, I did some math. There are seven other states between New York and Alabama. <laughs> Uh, none of those states appealed to you. It was Alabama. And out of There's me. nothing safe between here and there. Right. No, it didn't. It had nothing to do with other places not being safe. This was uh, a, a great opportunity for us, uh, not only uh, for my family safety, but there's other business opportunities here for my wife as well. And, you know, there's, there's was there any part. Shuli, was yeah. there any part of you that thought, what's the funniest place I could move to? And then you came up with Alabama? <laughs> that that was mind. a factor. That yeah, was a factor, right. Jimmy. Yes. All right. Listen, Shuli, thank you for that explanation. Now, Jimmy. Well, yes, Gary, you wanted to add. Hey, Howard, I know you don't want to go down the rabbit hole, so I'll just do it right. for you. Benji is now claiming for real that if the show never comes back, he, or, or, you know, where he, you can live wherever you want, he's going to Tel Aviv because there the show starts at 2 p.m. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone can move wherever they want, but doesn't mean you're going to oh be uh, back in when uh, when we come back. So uh, unless you move back, I guess. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, Jimmy claims wow. no one has done that on his staff yet. Just mine. Well, My staff had control. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jimmy, uh, thank you, Shuli. Uh, a plan that uh, Shuli says was well thought out, and and then I'm uh, I'm all uh, I'm all happy for him. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's and he'll plan something else if it's necessary. Right. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why I I don't know why I become I I start thinking like but I all week I've been like, well, why would why would she leave and I still don't quite understand why he he gets so angry about it. I can only assume that the guys back in the office are beating him up, but like even no. he was not he was didn't seem smiley at all when we discussed it. Um strange. Yeah. Maybe it's because weird. this was a stupid idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, Robin, in all fairness, in your opinion, it was a stupid idea. In mine, it wasn't. So we I agree to disagree. Don't be defensive again. I was making why, a joke. Why can't I debate this with you? I'm not calling you names. I'm not cursing you out. I'm, I'm discussing this with you. I'm not being oh defensive. I don't think it's a stupid idea at all. It's fine if you guys know people there, whatever. It seems like a good place to go for the time being. It just, I was curious as to whether you were planning to live out your days in Alabama. Uh, if, if it comes to that, absolutely. I have no problem with it. We're here in a great community. Right, the but people it won't are come awesome. to that. I mean, right? If it I mean, comes to is, that. 
Do you know something about this virus that we don't? Is this, <laughs> I mean, really? I do have direct communication with High Register Sean, so I do okay. have some inside wow. info. You know, I said to Fred the other day, I had a conversation. I said, you know, we were talking about Shuli. I said, I guess it's a great idea if you want to become a cotton farmer or something. But uh, to be a comedian in Alabama, most Alabamians yeah. who want to be comedians try to move there out of there. There are business opportunities as- there, Howard, yeah, but- that you don't know about. I know, I know. Shuli knows something about comedy that the rest of us don't know. There's something happening in Alabama that's going to be It's a hotbed, yeah. Yeah, and he's not sharing it with anyone. And, and it's, <laughs> it's selfish of him. Shuli, Maybe tell it's Jimmy fun why to be the, you the said only to comedian us, in Alabama. Yeah, Shuli, I think Shuli figures... <laughs> he's the state are, comedian? No one else is funny there. And Jewish comic in Alabama, I have the market corner, you know? That's it. Now, Shuli said the other day on the air that uh, Alabama is a hot spot for comedy. And uh, I didn't understand it, but explain it to Jimmy. He'll, he'll understand it. He I, never said the word, I never said the word it's hot like spot. I said epicenter. there's still opportunities out here for comedy. It doesn't, not like comedy hasn't reached Alabama. Right. All right. Well, right. anyway, Shuli, is I your comedy going to change for Alabama? Or are you going to still absolutely? I have a cowboy hat and spurs. I go on stage. Though. <laughs> right there, he is, Shuli. Shuli finally smiling. Okay, yeah. there we go. All right. Well, yeah. Jimmy, let me wish you yes. luck on a couple of fronts. Yeah, please. I need and, it. And point out before you leave how, uh, you know, Don Rickles made his name in Alabama. It's not as if this is unprecedented. <laughs> That's where he was discovered. That's uh, where he met Frank Sinatra, and he, and he made so many show business connections and then went national from there. It's quite amazing. It's an amazing story. You should read the book Carson about it. Carson considered moving his show to Alabama. At one point, Carson was considering California or Alabama, and at the last minute chose California. But, uh, yeah. In fact, uh, Jimmy's hosting the Emmys from Alabama uh, this Sunday night. The best writers are there, the best comedians, and uh, it's amazing. The guy's got a good career plan right there, surely. Uh, Jimmy, it's exciting. I'll tell you why I'm excited for you. You're at the top yes, of your please. game. Your M-I-C. ABC. Yes, absolutely. Your ABC show has never been hotter. People love you and adore you. You're hosting the Emmys, which is a big pat on the back for you from ABC. You know, many years you felt, I don't know if these guys from ABC like me. I don't even know if they know I exist. And now, (laughs) who do they look at? They look at you to host the Emmys. It shows you how through hard work you've become adored by even your own employer. Remember he used to run to those upfronts every year so they'd know he was still there? I still... I still will. I still do. Yeah. yeah. And you're, and you've got a beautiful family and a wife who is willing to do Ronnie's sex positions, which is, mm-hmm. I still don't believe you. I don't think Molly's ever done one of them, but hey, maybe I'm wrong. She has. She has. She, she'd admit it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, who wants to be a millionaire? What a great feather in your cap to, to, to go on in the tradition of Regis and to take over that show and to turn it into a gold mine, into a hit. <laughs> All Are you going to try to beat Regis's record yes, for a TV show appearances? Yep. No, I am not. <laughs> Are you up for an Emmy this year, Jimmy? Finally, I won one win. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I meant to I, congratulate you. Tell people oh. what you won for. Uh, I won an Emmy with uh, Norman Lear and um, uh, Justin Theroux, Kerry Washington, Will Ferrell. We. Um, uh, 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 Jim Burroughs, we won an Emmy for 
um, All in the Family and Good Times, our live staging of those shows, best live variety show. And who were you wow. up against? Who did you beat? The Oscars, the Good. Tonys, you know, that kind of Good. stuff. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Good for you. Yeah. No wonder you yeah. won. I mean, not that it wasn't great. <laughs> and I love you, but I had money on the Oscars winning that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the fact that you won, I'm happy for you, even though I lost. Norman Lear is now the oldest Emmy winner ever, 98 years old. Wow. And, and, uh, and that's exciting. And so, Jimmy, yeah. you know, there's much to celebrate. You, um, you know, you're, you're on fire is what they, they call it in the business on fire. Yeah, you know, everybody's right. on fire out here on the West Jimmy's Coast. Jimmy's on fire. I only wish I could represent him. Fire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now you also lost an Emmy last night for oh, yes, short yes, form programming to James Corden of Carpool Karaoke. Were you insulted by that? I mean, he is on at a, uh, a very bad time slot. Uh, did he deserve to win it wasn't- that over you? It wasn't the, it was a short form um, programming Emmy. It was one of those, um, you know, kind of odd categories. I'm not sure how we even wound up in it, but I think it's for online. It was for online programming. Are you up for best talk show of the year? I hope. Yes. Okay. So who are you against? Who will, this will happen, I assume, during Sunday night's broadcast. Am I correct? Yes. Correct. I am who up against, against John Oliver wins every year. He'll win. Right. Colbert. Um, right. who else? Uh, Samantha B, uh, Trevor Noah. Um, who no Fallon, no Fallon, huh? Oh, he is not nominated. Oh boy. Oh, uh, there's one other that I'm, uh, forgetting, but, um, is yeah, that's Seth? the category. Wow. No. Mm, I don't think it is Seth. Um, Conan. No. It's not Conan, not Bill Maher. Uh, maybe that was it. Yeah. Well, listen, I hope yeah. you win because you're my friend. Thank you. And I love you. <laughs> and uh, listen, I'm going to be only one there. So I might just take it. Right. You know, well, unless unless uh, Busy Phillips wins it because she has. Well, I want to see that little box do what it's supposed to yeah. do for you. Yeah, the box, by the way, the box will be in our category. So I'm guessing my box is going to stay closed. <laughs> Listen, Jimmy, my thank you for giving My box is going to stay closed. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, wait till you get Molly in the bed and then you <laughs> rip her legs off and then you have full access to the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Kim Alive has been nominated many times for everything <laughs> outstanding variety talk series. Uh, he loves hosting the Emmys. It causes him angst, but he loves it. He's doing it all in show business. And what is better than that? You are super successful. Give my love to Molly and the kids. Blah, yes, blah, give blah. Beth and, and Robin, I love you. And, um, uh, you know, this is always the most fun for me. So uh, thanks for having me on. There we go. All right. Go back you know to what? Bed. I have lost track of the kids. How old are the kids now? We don't know. We, we have no idea. <laughs> you know what, Robin? I have a 29-year-old daughter. My son, Kevin, turns 20, uh, 27 this week. I've got a six-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son. Wow. wow. And yeah. you're tired. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Jimmy, thanks. This was thanks. fun. It's a thanks, pleasure guys. always to see you. Baba Booey. Baba Booey to y'all. <laughs> 
By the way, uh, I also want to mention a couple of show notes. Alanis Morissette, the great Alanis Morissette, will host our Saturday soundtrack series this weekend on Howard 101. Really? Yeah, you can also get that on the app. To celebrate the 25th anniversary of her album, Jagged Little Pill. Awesome. Uh, playing her live performances from our studio and more. We will have Alanis Morissette, so you want to stay tuned for that. Robin, I love you. And, uh, and to our audience, uh, stay tuned because uh, Machine Gun Kelly will be here next week, my new best friend. Wow. That's, that's right. a big turnaround. That's a big turnaround. Guy got me. That's amazing. To be a fan. And I Absolutely. love you. That's the same. So, uh, and uh, that's it. All right. Later. Bye.